As the U.S. population ages and more care takes place in the home, what impact is that having on unpaid caregivers? It's Monday, January 30th. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people in the United States act as unpaid caregivers, oftentimes for a loved one or a friend who is ill, disabled, or simply older and needs more help. And as baby boomers age and more medical care moves into the home, the population of unpaid caregivers is expected to grow. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily. While many unpaid caregivers may take on the role gladly, it can still be emotionally and physically taxing, especially if the person also works a paid job or is also caring for other family members like children or partners. On today's episode, I'm joined by Alexandra Drain. She's the co-founder and CEO of Archangels, an organization that conducts research into unpaid caregiving and works with companies and state governments to locate resources available for unpaid caregivers. Throughout the conversation, you'll hear references to someone being in the red. As a resource, Archangels has an online tool that allows individuals to answer questions to determine their intensity levels, with green being the lowest level of intensity, yellow being moderate intensity, and red being the highest intensity. Then, based on the individual's answers, determines what's driving the increased intensity levels, such as a feeling of a lack of support, and buffers that can lead to decreased stress, such as having more structure so one can know what to expect more regularly. In our conversation, Alexandra told me that one of the biggest challenges is raising awareness about unpaid caregiving. So many of us are serving in this role of unpaid caregiver, but we have no idea that we are. We have no idea what that word means. And if we are in that role, it is having a profound impact on us. And Archangels was formed with this laser focus on we have to come, we have to get out there where humans are using language that resonates for them and help them realize, oh, good Lord, that's me. I am one of those people. I am in that role. And most importantly, then help them feel validated and valued for this role that they're playing, because it is the, the backbone of our country. If caregivers went on strike, the country would be unable to function. And then because there are so many resources that actually do exist in the universe through your employer, through your community, through your state, 
that people don't know about because if you're an unpaid caregiver, you don't realize an unpaid caregiver, you're certainly not going to go seek out resources for you. But also because often these resources are hidden under other terminology. It might be under the employee assistance program. It might be over here in a navigation or a financial services kind of construct. And so Archangels is all, we're going to find these beautiful souls. We're going to help them have that aha moment. We're going to validate them in their intensity. We're going to figure out what's driving that intensity. And then we're going to crosswalk them or we're going to help them navigate to these resources that already exist that they didn't know about, that someone's already invested in. And we're going to get them access to it so that their intensity can come down and they can hopefully feel better about themselves and certainly navigate the world around them in a better way. Keep functioning in a way that will feel better for them. You mentioned that many people could be a caregiver and not know or recognize that they are. Just how significant a portion of the population could be considered unpaid caregivers? So one of the CDC studies that we published in collaboration with the COPE Initiative, published in CDC's MMWR, showed that as of COVID, 43% of adults in the U.S. are in this role. And 70% of us who are in this role are dealing with at least one adverse mental health impact. There is another population that you can dig into a little more deeply, the caregiving um, sandwich um, generation. And we have people joke around like, is it sandwich generation? Is it club sandwich generation? We've had people call it the panini generation because this means you're getting it from all sides. At its most basic definition, you're caring for someone or multiples under 18 at the same time as someone or multiples over 18. 23% of us are in that role. And 85% of us have at least one mental health impact. There may be a misconception out there that unpaid caregivers are largely middle-aged women. Uh, Does the data bear that out? Up to 50% of unpaid caregivers as of COVID are men. There was a study we published in collaboration with the COPE Initiative using Archangel's data in the Journal of Affective Disorders that said 50% of this population is men. Before COVID, um, one in four millennials, one in five Gen Z, so much younger than a lot of people. People think of a 55-year-old woman who's caring for her mom. Yes, that's true, and she is, and so too are all these other populations. Um, and I think what's really interesting is I think there's a, there's a belief out there that if you're an unpaid caregiver, but you have money, if you're an unpaid caregiver, but you only have to do it one hour a week, that your intensity will be low. It's not true. There are so many factors that are actually driving the intensity. Archangels has this online intensity tool, which has people answer on a spectrum about how they feel about certain issues as an unpaid caregiver. And those range from how they feel about the finances, their jobs, their personal relationships, and more. And depending on how they answer those questions, the assessment determines whether they're in the green, so the lowest level of intensity, uh, yellow, which is a moderate amount of intensity, and finally in the red, which is the highest level of intensity. Um, which you've pointed out usually means that there's at least one mental health impact. Then the website identifies uh, the drivers of intensity. So that could be a feeling of a lack of purpose or ongoing family disagreements, as well as the buffers of intensity, which the website says are things that make everything feel a little less intense. And it's usually the inverse of those drivers. So uh, if you have a lack of purpose, you have a greater sense of purpose, and that would be a buffer. So that's a long setup. But when we look at who's in the red specifically, so those people who 
have the highest level of intensity based on Archangel's research. How have we seen those numbers change over time? What's interesting, and I want you to have in your mind, if you're in the red, over 90% of us have at least one mental health impact. Before COVID, 8% of us were in the red. As of COVID, held steady for 20 months, 24% were. In the last six to 10 weeks, it has vacillated between 27 and 30%. Inflation, those who were lucky enough, I'm using quotation marks, to be able to work from home, being called back into the office when the care infrastructure has crumbled, daycares are closed, can't get a home care aid. How do I go back to work, right? Not to mention the impact this has had in a sustained way on that front line of caregivers, paid caregivers who never had that luxury of working from home and the sustained exhaustion they're feeling as they are also paid caregivers, unpaid caregivers as well. So I think these campaigns are actually way more straightforward than we think. They can be beautiful. We're running them. They're working. We're working with them with employers, with health systems, with states. And what happens is not only does someone have this emotion, not only do they get validated, not only do they then you know find out that they're in the red, but then we return back to them. These are the top two things. We don't give them a list of 20. Caregivers don't need a long to-do list. Here are the top two things driving that intensity. And now we're going to right now tell you, and here are things that you can go to right now. If there's a phone number you can call or something you can click on, or we'll mail you something, whatever medium you want, we're omni-channel, that's going to get you support for that. Maybe you need a navigator. Maybe you need a financial counselor. Maybe you need someone to come give you respite two hours a week. Whatever it is, we're going to navigate you over to that resource that's best for you. It's not our resource. It's the resource the employers have, the states have, whoever else might be interested has. There are many people who do this caregiving willingly and gladly, but I want to acknowledge that it can still be uh, really difficult work. What have unpaid caregivers said helps when they're experiencing some of these high intensity moments? I feel like with caregiving, it is a life of contrast. And one of the hardest things about being an unpaid caregiver is we often think we're the only one. And if you go back to that data, first of all, I just said 43% of adults right now are in this role. Additional data that was in that CDC study that we published said that the single most powerful way to reduce that intensity is to feel supported, to be supported even if by just one person. And that really matters because if you're an unpaid caregiver and you have high intensity, the impact on your mental health is profound. Um, And so I think the thing that's really important for anybody to know, number one, you most likely are an unpaid caregiver. And what you're doing is extraordinary and it is hard and it has lots of intensity associated with it. And it's really important that you give yourself credit for what you're doing. And if you are having feelings like you suck and it's manifesting in any of these forms, you're not alone. And that in and of itself can help reduce that intensity. And then there are resources that exist to help you. Let us help you get to those resources. What are some of the ways that Archangels is drawing more attention to unpaid caregiving, um, especially for those who may not know that they're even in the role? What Archangels does, that we use all that beautiful data I just told you, and we use backgrounds that different ones of us have, and, and we run these campaigns, these engagement efforts. And we use visuals and data and words. We never use the word caregiver. And they catch somebody's attention. And we have unbelievable success rates that when somebody's attention is caught, and then we do this quick little thing called the intensity index. About two and a half minutes. It's been called a Cosmo quiz, a a, a two and a half minute therapy session. But it basically sort of walks somebody through that process of self-realization. Like, oh my God, 
that is me. And a lot of people start it like, this is not me. And they end it crying. Like, not only is this me, but this is me and I am in the red. And this is why I want to leave my partner. And I cannot stand, you know, my coworkers. And I think my children are crazy. Actually, this is all just mis, you know, appropriated intensity from me being an unpaid caregiver. Can you talk a little bit more about some of the work that Archangels is doing with companies and organizations in order to support their workforce? Yeah. Well, I'll use as an example, one of the employers that we're working with. Um, and they found that of their population, their population is actually what we would call double duty caregivers. So they are an example. Their, their, their job is to work in the healthcare system. Um, their employees are, and then many of them, as you know, are also in this unpaid caregiver role. We call that a double duty caregiver. So they launched with Archangels and in the very, very first day of launching, they were 130% over their goal of how many unpaid caregivers they wanted to engage um, at like one eighteenth of the effort they thought it was going to take to do it. 37% of their employees were in the red. 37% were in the red. And 74% of employees navigated over to resources to get support. So right then. So think about what is Archangels trying to do? Help someone have that aha moment. We got it. So over 50% of their employees did it. I think it was like 80% of their employees did it. 37% were in the red and 73% navigated over. So that's an example of an employer who's got a population that we know really has intensity. And Archangels is also working with state governments. What have you found through those specific partnerships? From a state perspective, you're going to see, you know, at a, on a high level, what was the um, process I just described? Uh, an you know, awareness campaign, a launch, people getting their intensity score, and then people getting navigated over to these resources. New York is following that exact same process. We're working with NYSOFA, New York State Office for the Aging, and Greg Olson, and Becky Preeby and the AAAs, and this Association for AAAs. And this is two extraordinary individuals, and the people on their team are amazing because they are so brave in the work that they're doing to launch these campaigns. And we are already way over goal, way under budget in the number of unpaid caregivers we've gotten to say, to get their score. I think right now we're holding steady at about 29% are in the red. And from a what's driving intensity perspective, it's a lot of no time for you. Um, they're actually under-indexing on navigating money and benefits for others. So as a state, one of the benefits is you can look at how am I doing relative to other states? How am I doing relative to other benchmarks that we could look at? Because that creates a roadmap for where you should put those dollars. So why is New York State doing it? Well, now they get to have a perspective on what percentage of their population is in the red. Because guess what? If you're an unpaid caregiver and you're in the red, that is a top and bottom line impact for a state. And then the next question is, well, what do I do about it? Where do I go in this big, broad world? Well, we're going to tell you exactly where to go. We can return. Here are the areas. Here are the hotspots. Here are the drivers of intensity. And it's really interesting to compare a state. And for the most part, you'll see, you know, pretty much neck and neck with an Archangel's baseline and national average to what you see with a state. New York's doing better in a lot of places. Then you go to an individual employer and it creates a perfect roadmap for what to do. You can split out the data based on, you know, is this, what function is this, um, is this individual, you know, 
split it out by functions, split it out by you name it. And then you can say, here's exactly the intervention that we're going to do and the investment we're going to make or the, the repurposing of an existing resource we're going to do to reduce intensity so our employees can stay employed. Obviously, a lot of this unpaid caregiving happens in private homes. Um, It's expected that that's going to happen more, certainly as the population ages and as, you know, there's a movement maybe to have more medical care happen at home. What are some of the things that you have found or worked on that might alleviate some of the pressure on unpaid caregivers, even if they're not the ones uh, delivering medical care specifically for their friend or loved one? If we look at something like respite as an example, so I'll go back to work that we're doing with New York. We're working specifically, we just did um, some work and we've got some data behind it with a a respite solution that's all technology. So when people say respite, right, it's like giving some time for you to the unpaid caregiver, a break, so to speak. And this is respite that is entirely technologically based. So what this organization does is you get your, you figure out your unpaid caregiver, you get your score, you know what the drivers and buffers are. And then this organization automatically is like, oh, you need this, we're going to get you a Roomba, right? That's a technology solution that can help. Oh, your, your drivers of intensity of this, we're going to put in your father's house because it's across the country and you can't sleep at night because you're afraid it's going to fall. We're going to put some monitors in there so that you can sleep at night, right? So technology-based solutions to make it possible for the unpaid caregiver to get some respite. of those individuals who got that care personalized to them, hyper-personalized to them, got out of the red. They were no longer at the highest level of intensity. So I think there are lots of light, low-lift ways to drive sustainable, scalable impact in the ways that the unpaid caregivers themselves would just define as helpful that are waiting for us to take advantage of them. When it comes to unpaid caregiving, what would you change more broadly if you could? Oh, such a good question. Um, I think I would, my first choice would be to radically redistribute the monies that exist across our nation to better reflect where value is being created. So unpaid caregivers are doing all of this work. They are keeping their loved one out of the hospital. They are keeping their loved one healthier. They are keeping their loved one alive. They're doing a lot of work in order to do that. In the process, they are saving the system so much money, but it is costing them so much, not only on average $7,000 more a year out of pocket, that was before inflation, but it's costing them their health. It can cost them their marriage. It can cost them their job. So I would redistribute value based on who's doing the work, who's creating that value. It's that unpaid caregiver. That was Alexandra Drain, co-founder and CEO of Archangels, an organization that works with companies and state governments to support unpaid caregivers, as well as raise awareness about unpaid caregiving in the U.S. This is Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Jake Carlisle-Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the program. We'll be back with healthcare business and policy news updates tomorrow, as always, in 10 minutes or less. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at gisthealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Weekly Gist.
The GIST Healthcare Daily Podcast is an independent production of GIST Healthcare, a Kaufman Hall company. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.